0: Hello and welcome to another edition of Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham, where Team Needham discusses everything healthcare. I'm your host, Sean Needham, and we are streaming live from an underground bunker in an undisclosed location. No, just kidding. Actually, we are streaming live from the Moses Lake Professional Pharmacy Studio, and we have the pleasure of having Dr. Amy Beard on again today, and she is going to be discussing gut health. And I know that's a pretty broad topic, and maybe some of you don't realize how important that is, but gut health is everything. Our gut absorbs all the nutrients and vitamins and minerals and everything that comes into our body um, comes into the gut. So if we don't have a healthy gut, we are not going to have a healthy body. So Dr. Beard is going to be getting in deeper into that. And Dr. Beard, welcome back to our show. Thanks for having me again, Sean. It's awesome. I love it. I love it. So tell us about gut health and how you got involved
1: in it. Wow. So like you said, it is a gigantic topic and one that I had to learn about through my own health experience uh, and journey. So um, really what led me to this point was my own issues um, for most of my life involving a lot of chronic issues and also GI issues. And even to the point of um, being diagnosed with MS, my thirties and having most of my colon removed. And so, you know, I, the, having the colon removed was supposed to help a lot of my issues, but it caused a lot of more problems. And um, it was a, a chance meeting with a, a functional medicine physician that got me on the right path. And uh, it was a functional medicine approach, which heavily involves addressing gut health that finally got me past all my chronic issues and uh, eliminated that MS diagnosis.
0: So I think maybe some people are a little bit skeptical. You're telling me that you were diagnosed with MS and you fixed your gut and that helped your MS. Yes,
1: yes. because um, your your gut and the, and the microbiome that exists within it, um, all those uh, microbes, you have about, I don't know, two to three pounds of microbes within your GI tract that serve some very, very important roles. Um, and especially roles involving the immune system and MS is an autoimmune condition, right? So um, a lot of people don't realize that your, your gut basically is a huge, huge chunk of your immune system. 75% of your immune cells lie along your GI tract and those microbes that um, reside there are basically responsible for kind of uh, dictating what your immune system does. And so um, what you put into your mouth matters, and that's not all. That's a, a common mistake people um, believe is that it's just about diet. That is so far from the truth. Yes, diet is important, but there are so many other environmental inputs that have directly impact your gut health, which then directly impacts your immune system.
0: Oh, so tell me how you fix your gut health then. What's the first <laughs> step you go Go to.
1: So the first step we like to do, and this is for people, if you, I think everybody should do it actually, but especially if you have had some chronic issues is first and foremost, we like our patients to do an elimination and reintroduction diet. So we like to rule out food sensitivities right off the bat, uh, because if you have those and you don't know it and you're consuming those, it's going to impact your gut health negatively and cause a lot of um, immune dysregulation, which can be expressed very differently in different people. It could be expressed as eczema, psoriasis, depression, anxiety, joint pain, trouble sleeping, of course, GI issues, whether it is, you know, reflux or IBS or, and a lot of autoimmune conditions are directly related to what Uh, you put into your gut and and food sensitivity. So we like to get that out of the way right off the bat. And we do ours very differently than a lot of people do because we like to rehab the gut at the same time we're doing it. So once you start, uh, because an elimination reintroduction diet is the first 30 days you are eliminating the foods that are most notorious for causing problems. So that is gluten, uh, all the dairy components, soy, corn, Uh, beans, legumes, nuts. We'd like to get rid of those. And uh, after 30 days, you know, we're we're also rehabbing the gut at that same time. Then we start eating those foods in a very strategic manner for the next 30 days and having you document if you notice anything, Uh, because it can take up to three days before you notice the health effects of consuming something that just doesn't mesh well with your genetics. And so um, that's, that's, It's, it's not as big of a deal as a lot of people like to think it is, you know, they think it's going to be this horrific ordeal to go through, but it's not bad. Um, And if you do it right, you only have to do it once, and then you're done. And then you, uh, then you know, if you have issues with those top Offenders. Now there can be some outliers, some weird foods, some weird spices, and some other veggies that we haven't taken into account. And there's, you know, there's some testing that I think is somewhat reliable to use to see if you have those. So the first thing from, with you know, is is an elimination reintroduction diet, but you have to do it right. And so that's the that's one thing we um, like to. Um, focus on. And then it is a lot of the other things that impact gut health. Okay. Pharmaceuticals. That's a big one. Are you taking um, proton pump inhibitors or acid suppressing medications? Are you taking um, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory medications, which will cause something called a leaky gut mm-hmm. or gut Permeability, and if that is present, you are going to have systemic inflammation. And like I said, it can be expressed in many, many different ways, depending on you. So um, we like to get people off of those medications as well. And then uh, there's a, a lot of other medications that cause problems in the GI tract, um, synthetic hormones. Um, Uh, metformin or other drugs like that, that have side effects of diarrhea. I'm pretty sure if your, your medication has a side effect of diarrhea, it's probably not good for your gut health. So we like to review the medications and see what, um, if if we can wean people off of those and, um, it can get kind of hairy with that, but that's another thing that we like to do. And then, um, stress, chronic stress, (laughs) it, it will wreck your gut health amongst a lot of other things. Uh, it often decreases um, the effectiveness of the digestive enzymes that are produced in your gut, slows down gut motility. So a lot of people will get uh, constipated or sometimes it will speed up motility. It kind of depends on the person and you'll get diarrhea. So chronic stress is a big deal, and we have to address it in our patients. Um, sometimes, you know, uh, there can be extenuating circumstances where you just have to make the best of what's going on in your life, but there are a lot of people who are creating that stress unnecessarily, and so uh, it can take some heart-to-heart conversations to deal with that, and a lot of the stress often comes from uh, sleep deprivation and very poor sleep hygiene that we're seeing today, uh, people, you know, uh, not getting a good night's rest, not getting... To those deep stages of sleep, waking up, not feeling rested. And, and when you don't get good sleep, your body is stressed the next day. And so um, we have to go over the sleep hygiene. Are you on your phone before you go to bed? Are you are you on your computer working? Um, are you drinking a lot of caffeine in the evenings? Um, and so there's things like that where, where we have to address sleep hygiene and make sure people are getting the rest they need. But, you know, sleep is is, it's, Sleep issues are a kind of like a chicken or egg scenario. Is it your poor sleep that is causing your gut issues or other health, chronic health issues? Or are those chronic health issues and gut issues contributing to your sleep problems? So we kind of have to address it all at the same time. And there's other well, things. <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: right. Now, so uh, on the topic of sleep, we talk about it all the time. Is that you know, there's really three things that we can do to keep our bodies healthy in general, and that's um, diet, exercise, and sleep. And without, we will die without sleep before we die without any of those. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, exercise, we don't have to exercise to stay alive. Um, We do have to eat, to stay alive. But most of us can live without food for like three weeks, whereas with sleep, we can only live for like three days without sleep. So if you're not sleeping, it's destroying your body, correct?
1: It is. And that's why sleep deprivation has been used as a form of torture. It, it will, it, it, and that's what it is. If you are depriving your body of sleep, I don't care what you're doing. You could be eating super clean, working out, doing everything you're supposed to do. But if you are not getting quality sleep because of poor sleep hygiene, your body's not going to work right. And your gut health is going to be impacted negatively.
0: Yeah, for sure. I sleep is just so important and I think so underrated a lot of times. Um, I know people that they eat healthy and they exercise and they are not super healthy because um they just burn the candle at both ends and they right. hardly ever sleep. And, yeah, work, work, and it, work. Yeah, and it takes their to- and you can see it takes a toll on them. Mm-hmm. It really does. You know, and, and I spe- especially I've I've actually had a podcast just dedicated to this. Um, night shift workers. Yeah. are, it's just very difficult for them, especially as, as they get older, um, to actually have a healthy lifestyle when you're trying to work at night and sleep during the day. Cause we're, we're diurnal creatures. We're, we're meant to sleep at night, not right. during the day.
1: And I, and I was one of those, I worked in the ER. So my sh- shift work was destroying me. And that was one of the things that I had to address to get beyond all those h- chronic health problems was no more shift work. So Which what's I some, was grateful for.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, so what's some of the things you do to rehab the gut, you say?
1: So um, we we put together something called, um, I named it my uh, the total gut job. Um, so we're using things, um, we're using probiotics, of course, and that can vary depending on the person's issues, whether it's candida overgrowth, uh, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, or general dysphagia. Uh, lots of times we use things like l glutamine to heal the gut lining along with zinc, uh, licorice, aloe vera. Sometimes we have to use nat- natural antimicrobials to kind of uh, get the balance back where it should be. Uh, amongst the microbes that live in your in your GI tract, there needs to be a specific balance. And sometimes when things aren't working right, that gets out of balance. Like if people are eating a lot of sugar and carbs, that's a good way to um, cause candida overgrowth in your intestine. Um, You know, yeast is supposed to be present in your GI tract. It's a natural inhabitant. But if you're consuming a diet that has a lot of sugar and uh, carbohydrates or refined carbohydrates, processed foods, the yeast will grow out of control. And that's when people start complaining of food cravings, especially for sugar and carbs. Um, And and they want to blame it in you know, they're just constantly carving, uh, craving these things. And they think it, you know, they, they feel like a failure because they feel like they don't have any willpower to fight it. And it's not a matter of willpower. It's like, you really, you literally have these yeasts that are screaming for sugar and they won't stop screaming until you give it to them. That so that is- that's, that's one thing. And then we we also like to include, um, digestive enzymes, before your meals. And the hardest part with that is actually remembering to take the enzymes before your meals. Um, If someone could help me come up with a device to remind people to take those 15 minutes before meals, you would be a millionaire overnight. Um, But that's very important is to make sure that your body actually has the enzymes present to digest your food. Because when you come to us with all these chronic issues, um, chances are your digestive enzyme capacity is not what it needs to be. And then sometimes we'll test people for stomach acid levels. Um, Lots of times uh, people will come to us with uh, complaints of, reflux or the feeling that they're just their food is sitting in their stomach and they're belching and burping or there's some burning. And uh, those are the ones that often get put on proton pump inhibitors and acid suppressing medications when in fact that is doing more harm to them and their body is actually not producing enough of that. And so taking something like betaine to test your yourself can um, let us know about just what's going on in that stomach of yours, because uh, stomach acid is important uh, because when it empties out into the the duodenum, the first part of your small intestine, there has to be a, a, a proper pH there or your digestive enzymes don't get activated. So, you know, just suppressing uh, stomach acid and raising that pH can have huge, can be, uh, cause a lot of downstream effects that are not good in the GI tract. So that's why we try to get people off those pr- proton pump inhibitors really quickly. And we have winning protocols to do that.
0: Janet, I bet you have a comment on that and welcome to our show, Janet.
1: <laughs> yeah, Hi, Janet. Hi. Hi. Yeah. So
2: um, as far as how you approach getting off of those particular medications, because we see that too. And it seems like, I mean, it is such a high, um, you know, pe- people, people, fail at it sometimes. And so, you know, what, what is your approach to getting them off of those PPIs?
1: So a a lot of the, um, the stomach issues are directly related to what's going on in the intestine. A lot of them have leaky guts and uh, that's how it's expressed. Or they're just consuming a lot of foods that are inflammatory. And again, it's expressed like that stress also plays a part in that. That's why you always have to address it, but we will use, um, we, and you have to wean people off slowly, especially if they, if they've been on those medications a long time or they'll have horrible rebound reflux and heartburn. So it really matters uh, about how long they've been on it, but we use, um, zinc carnosine and DGL, or it's a, a, a licorice derivative, um, mm-hmm to help soothe the stomach and I have used it many, many times successfully when I've had cases of it. Instead, so, so instead of grabbing the famotidine or the purple pill, I will grab my zinc, carnosine and um, licorice or DGL. And sometimes uh, I'll, probiotics can even get rid of it. Mm-hmm. I've seen many, many, many times. So many patients have been able to get off of those proton pump inhibitors and get relief from reflux just by taking probiotics which is, you know, it, it's a, it's a fix, but you need to, uh, why do you need the probiotics, probiotics every day, you know?
0: Well, and that's, you know, one of the things I was going to ask early on about dr- when you talk about, when you go over a drug list, when they're, you're trying to get their gut health. So hopefully they're not on chronic probiotics. I mean, some people are, or chronic um, antibiotics. Right. Some oh, yes. Are. That's a big one. Yeah, some people are, and, that, and that's definitely a problem for your GI health because you know antibiotics yeah. kill the good bacteria in our GI also. Mm-hmm. Um, but what about having a history of being on antibiotics many times? Shouldn't they address that with a probiotic for at least a while?
1: Yes, and when we and we often see people's health issues exacerbate or. Uh, express themselves after they've been on antibiotics, especially long-term antibiotics, because like you said, it's destroying all those beneficial bacteria as well as the intended target. And so that causes a lot of dysbiosis and, and yeast infections. Women know all about that. Um, Cause if your colon is not doing what it should, your urogenital tract usually isn't as well. Um, and so you're, you're basically, um, I, I forgot where, re, where I was even going with this, but the antibiotics, uh, we we tell people to um, take probiotics in between doses of their antibiotics while they're on it, and then at least for two to three, preferably a month later after they finish that course of antibiotics.
0: And now, when you're talking about rehabbing the gut, and you're talking about using some supplements, um, are are they going to use supplements, digestive enzymes for? you know for the rest of their life yep. or okay so can you explain that cuz here's one thing i'm just going to um share is that i believe supplements are just that they're to supplement a good healthy diet and lifestyle already so i don't necessarily like replacing a supplement with a a drug with a supplement if they're going to take it the rest of their
1: life right.
0: um so can you comment on that
1: sure so the things we use we hope are just temporary and that's what they should be because like you said we these things are are not meant to replace your diet and your lifestyle. They're meant to supplement it when you need it. And sometimes, you know, things happen in life. You get off track and you need them to get you back on track. And that's how I kind of use those. So, but once we can kind of get your GI tract working like it should again with all these things put in place, working in concert, then you don't need them. You know, and a lot of people think they have to take probiotics every day and, and probiotics are important, but it's prebiotics that are also very important. And prebiotics, guess what? Fiber. Where do you get it? Fruits and vegetables. Okay. So that's, it's just an important thing. I mean, this is what you need to be eating anyway. And so those, that, that fiber actually is, provides fuel to the gut microbes that inhabit your GI tract and that, which allows them to do what they need to do producing short chain fatty acids that we know are great for the, for the gut lining. So there's so many things going on in that GI tract of ours that to me is amazing. And I'm always learning more and more and more about what these things actually do and how they keep us healthy. If we can keep them healthy. So they're so Jen, your friends, treat them like absolutely your friends.
0: right, <laughs> Janet, what questions do you have for Dr. Beard on gut health?
2: Well, you know you see so many things out there as far as you know if you just drink this or if you take this and and um I've seen a lot about vinegar if drink so much vinegar and so what are your thoughts on some of those um uh, oh, yeah. what would you call them um uh, is it like I the do. apple
1: cider vinegar yeah, is that we're talking right.
2: about? I, I am because you see that a lot. You know, things like that pop up. Like, is it really beneficial in your mind to have um, an acid added into your your diet, or how do you approach that with people? Because you know, I have a lot of people that ask those questions. Like, should I be drinking that? Should I be taking that?
1: I've had a lot of patients tell me that, and they swear when they, like if they're having reflux or something, they'll use apple cider vinegar and it works for them. And I'm like, okay, that's great. I don't see any detriment to that. So, you know, I have no problems with you doing that. But if you're using it all the time, let's, let's, why? Why are you having to use it all the time? That's what I'm always asking. Um, But as far as the apple cider vinegar goes, I know a lot of people who use it and um, feel that it's, it's helped them when they needed it. And I don't see any problems with people using it. It is it, impacting, probably, um, probably more so in the intestine versus the stomach is where I think it's probably doing most of its work. Not so much adding to the pH of your your gut because the pH of your gut is super low. Apple cider vinegar, you know,
0: right? Well, and and that's what I I mean. You have to. You know, right. vinegar, acetic acid has a pH of like 5, 4, 4.5, and you have to drink a whole bottle of it and still to get your pH to one, which is what your stomach acid is, right, would be impossible.
1: Yeah. And, <laughs> so. and people think that like drinking, drinking certain waters, you know, alkaline waters are doing something I'm like as soon as it hits your, your stomach, it's, it's, doesn't matter. It's the stomach is so acidic and it needs to be acidic. So it can kill a lot of things that we eat inadvertently that could harm us. That's, that's one of the, it's jobs is to kill those things. And so the, the thing about the alkaline water is primarily because it has, it's mineralized like our water needs to be. Yeah. That's, that's where the magic is.
0: And don't forget with stomach acid too. It's, it's their low pH like that will help dissolve minerals so we can absorb right. them. Yes. And so when people are on chronic PPIs like Prilosec and Nexium and Prevacid um, and you don't have an acidic stomach, you've got all kinds of malabsorption issues from, you know, fat soluble vitamins Mm to uh, minerals. And that's why we're supposed to have acid tummies. Um, You know, the acid is supposed to be there to prevent um, bad things from being absorbed, but also um, dissolve good things to be absorbed.
1: Absolutely. Like I said, the, the pH is important. Um, and the stomach, you know, empties out into your intestine, and the pH needs to be correct so that it can activate all those enzymes and other hormones that have to be activated as well to to do the job of digestion and absorption.
0: So one thing we love here is patient stories. And I'll bet you have a good patient story how you change their overall health by fixing their gut. Do you have a good story to share about oh, that? My-
1: Wow. I mean, you've got lots of them, right? (laughs) We address gut health on everybody, it seems, that comes into our clinic um, because everybody's gut health is a mess. Um, I think the one that comes to my mind um, was a little boy who um, was, his, his school was pressing the parents to put him on ADD meds, right? He was having temper tantrums, could not focus, um, was acting out in school, uh, very emotionally labile. Um, he had horrible, um, eczema on his arms. And so we put him through our kids version of our total gut job. So we ruled out food sensitivities, which he had to, um, gluten and some dairy. And so we got rid of that, and then started just bombarding the body with, um, you know, enzymes, omega three fatty acids, uh, as well as um, probiotics and the whole the whole thing. Right? We threw it all at him, and um, he was avoiding the gluten and the dairy components. And this was remarkable. This is the results that we got. His grades improved dramatically. He was this, this uh, kid that was suffering in school. And all of a sudden within one quarter, he was back at, up at the top of the class, his rashes went away and his rashes were so bad that he was literally clawing himself because of the itchiness, clawing himself to death where his, his mother, she was a nurse. And so she was wrapped, having to wrap his arms with Coban so that he would not claw his skin to death. And so that went away. And then um, he was also a very small child, very frail looking. And he he grew like overnight, his mom said. He, he went up in like three sizes within six months after making those adjustments to his gut health. So now we have this kid that was uh, doing horrible in school, not doing well at home either with his siblings. Um, he was just bless his heart. He, he just, he was struggling in so many ways. He went from that to this. She showed me these pictures. He was smiling and happy and, um, his allergic shiners that he had under his eyes had gone away. No rashes anywhere. And uh, he just looked better. And his mom said, he's like a totally different child.
0: Wow! And that That's was a... me.
1: That was me when I was younger. And I didn't have access yeah. to a functional medicine doctor who knew all about that. So I went decade after decade struggling with all kinds of chronic issues that if I had access to someone who knew about gut health, I wouldn't have had to suffer all that. And I'd still have my colon.
0: And putting somebody on ADD medications um, right. is just yeah. treating a symptom instead of fixing the problem.
1: And causing a lot more problems down exactly. the
0: Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. And that goes for adults as well because ADD is something that adults are diagnosed with commonly and they get put on drugs for it. And I, I think it's more of a, you know, if they fix their health issues, they do not it need it. It gets drugs. better.
1: Absolutely. It absolutely gets, I've seen it time and time again in, in, in adult patients, we can get them off their, their, uh, anxiety meds, their antidepressants, their ADD meds, just by addressing gut health, which also includes a lot of other things, Right. Your environment, your lifestyle. Yep, super
2: important. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I notice in the background, Dr. Beard, behind you, there's this, this book. <laughs> it's actually a signed copy too. Is <laughs> uh, well, I like it. Well. I hope you've enjoyed reading second, um, and we appreciate your um, time spending with us too. Because I think as healthcare professionals, if we can help patients make uh, informed decisions, then it's going to improve their outcomes. And I think a lot of people are starving for truth, and they're starving for people that are going to help them and allow them to make decisions for their health. So,
0: and and it, yeah, and in my book, Amy, um, and thank you for. Um, you know, being on our show. In my book, I talk about a fix and and the fix is a six-step solution and, and you're part of it. Um, doctors need to get out of the traditional healthcare system and help to educate and empower people to take charge of their own health. And that's exactly what you were doing. So thank you so much for doing that and being a guest on our podcast.
1: You're very welcome. And like I told you early, earlier, I would rather go mow yards than go back to the other side. <laughs> I love it.
0: You know, it's I can't wait to meet you and your husband someday because it's so nice meeting like-minded people. And it's so powerful for a doctor or pharmacist like myself to say things like you just said, because I'm along with you. It's it, it, to go back to traditional pharmacy. You could not pay me enough. I wouldn't do it. I, I, I would, I would go pick another career. Mm-hmm. So fortunately you and I have found something that we love inside of medicine and pharmacy yeah. and, and our patients are grateful for that. Hopefully.
1: Yeah. I love so. helping people Absolutely. You know, because I've been there. I have yeah. been there. I have walked in the shoes of many of my patients. And so I, I you know, I can relate.
0: Yeah, that's exactly that's why we went into healthcare, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So what's the best way for people to get a hold of you if they have any questions, Dr. Beard?
1: Sure. So um, visit my website. That's the best place. It's simply amybeardmd.com. That is my webpage. And uh, you'll you'll find contact information there. You can also follow me on Facebook, Instagram. Um, we have a podcast, Self Care is the new healthcare, which we hope to get going again once I complete my office renovation, and find the time to do it, um, and so those are probably the best places to um, to see. And I put out content all the time, great content. When
0: you're, when you're not being censored on social media, <laughs>
1: I haven't I haven't been censored a while. I need to step up the game.
0: I know. I still I'm kind of offended because I've never. Facebook is the only place I've never been censored. I'm offended that I don't get that I don't get censored on Facebook. So I'm kind of jealous. <laughs> <laughs> You're not doing something right, Sean. I guess not, right? So, well, there's your website. If people want to get a hold of Dr. Beard and just a wonderful uh, resource uh, information. Um, so, Dr. Beard, thank you so much for being on. I totally appreciate it.
1: You're so welcome, Sean. And uh, we'll have you on our show as soon as we get it back up. I on. would.
0: I would love that. Thank you so much.
1: You're
0: welcome. As always, listeners and viewers, thank you for tuning in to Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham. And I would tell you what our podcast is going to be Thursday, but I really don't know. So, But tune in because it is 8 to 9 a.m. And you know what? I will tell you. 8 to 9 a.m. Pacific time. We will have – let's see who we have on Thursday. Um, oh yeah dr. Brim from Brim medical he opened a cash-only clinic and like an urgent care clinic and I'm excited to have him on so he will be um, talking about his clinic a uh, model eight to 9 a.m. There's a lot more free market medicine type clinics coming into play now, um, whether it be surgery centers or whether they be primary care or functional medicine. I love it. Um, Pioneers in medicine. So stay tuned. 8 to 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time um, right here on my personal Facebook page or the Moses Lake Professional Pharmacy YouTube site. Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham. Thank you for tuning in.